Muchachita del oriente, mujercita de mi amor, siempre sonriente, tú vienes a bailar. Muchachita del oriente, mujercita de mi amor, siempre sonriente, tú vienes a bailar. Oh, oh, vaya. Rico sabor. a bailar, muchachita del oriente, mujercita de mi amor, siempre sonriente, tú vienes a bailar.
baby take a chance with me there's little little child from uh, reckless eric reckless eric with james nichols recorded in 2013 that's from a mojo magazine special product all covers of songs from the album with the beatles little child with reckless eric before that was Chuck Berry, 1957, Oh Baby Doll. It's from his first album, After School Session, which has just been reissued. It appeared as a EP in the UK and as an LP in the States. The first collection of singles into LP form for Chuck Berry here in the States, After School Session, and Oh Baby Doll. Before that, Link Ray and the Rayman, 1959, and Rawhide was the song. Link Ray, of course, a great African, uh, Native American artist. Uh, he was part Indian, and we'll send that out to all of those at Sacred Stone Camp, where they have been since April 1, protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline. Great Native American artist Link Ray on the guitar with Rawhide for our friends at Sacred Stone Camp in North Dakota. Before Link Ray, we heard another track from an album I spoke to you about last week, The Roots of Chicha. That's a 2007 compilation of psychedelic cumbia music from Peru. And again, the selection was by Los Miros. They must be the band I like best of those 20 tracks. Los Miros, this time they gave us Muchachita de Oriente. Muchachita de Oriente, that's from 1974, Los Miros. Chicha music from Peru. Before that, the set began with the group Jambur. I was unsuccessful this week in trying to find any information on Jambor. Um, I have their music on a compilation named Afronesque, came out in 2003, which is not in print, but I found a two-CD set of music from North Africa and regions thereabout named Casa Grande Ethnica Volume 3. It is a Spanish compilation, 2004. Casa Grande Ethnica Volume 3. The group is Jambor. The song is Bamba. Let's continue with rock and roll now on the morning train with some selections from the early 1980s. <laughs> Stay out all night long 
can't pretend that growing older never hurts. Take it from Pete Townshend. He's been chronicling growing older since he was barely older. Pete Townshend from the album All the Best Cowboys Have Chinese Eyes, 1982. That was Slit Skirts. Before that was the Textones. Their first album, Midnight Mission, came out in 1984. Uh, Carla Olson and the Textones doing a Bob Dylan song, Clean Cut Kid. And that rock and roll set opened with Nils Lofgren, his album Wonderland, released in 1983, and his version of the perennial cover, It's All Over Now. Well, the morning train is yet to be over. We've got some time yet, so I need to get to this memo from the Department of Corrections. A few weeks ago, I played a Bob Dylan track named Early Roman Kings, and I misannounced that as being from the album Together Through Life. It is not. It is from Tempest which I believe came out in 2012, thereabouts. Bob Dylan's Tempest is where I got early Roman kings. Also, I think that same day, or maybe another show, I don't know how these things happen, but there I was playing another track from the album Chapters by Yuna and found myself saying Luna. No, that's not what it is. It's Yuna. The album is Chapters. It is still one of the best albums I have heard so far this year. So let's get to her right now. Senses ignite. I feel alive. I was waiting for an answer, like a feather falling from the sky. You don't wanna belong to me, 'cause freedom feels better. better 
Every now 
J.D. Buell with you on the morning train. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting mutinyradio.fm in .sf. A lot of new music in that set. We began with Yuna, another song from the album Chapters, 2016. That was Unrequited Love. That was followed by a selection from The Color in Anything. 
another 2016 release. This one from James Blake, a UK electronica and R&B artist. The album is The Color in Anything. We heard the track, which is a collaboration with Frank Ocean, and it was entitled My Willing Heart. That was followed by a selection I've played for you before from Desert Sessions Volume 9. The track is I Wanna Make It With You. That was Josh Hom on the lead vocal and Polly Jean Harvey on the uh, response vocal on the chorus there. I Wanna Make It With You, Desert Sessions Volume 9, 2003. That was followed by Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's their 2009 album It's Blitz and from that CD I took Dull Life yeah yeah yes that was followed by The Range the name given to the project named Potential by James Hinton he's the guy behind that the album is Potential and The Range gave us Copper Wire That's the second track I've shared with you from that 2016 album. And at the end there, Corin Bailey Ray. Her new album, The Heart Speaks in Whispers. That was Stop Where You Are. I should mention that Corin Bailey Ray has a series of podcasts coming up right now. There have been two. They are hosted by the Huffington Post, which includes a number of insights and into the selections on that album and how her process gave her those songs. And she interviews and speaks with several other people about such topics as creativity, intuition, and things like that. So look for Corin Bailey Ray on the internet. Her podcast is named The Heart Speaks in Whispers. Well, I'm happy to have brought you all that new music. Let's go to just a few years ago. This is Explosions in the Sky.
Johnny Thunders. So alone. Johnny Thunders from his one visionary moment, his only great solo album, So Alone, came out in 1978. That's the title track, which was not on the album. However, the classic reissue from 1992, CD reissue, includes three bonus tracks, and that was So Alone, Johnny Thunders. Before that, new music from Heron Oblivion. I have played one selection from their debut album a while ago. That one is Oriar. Heron Oblivion is the band and the album. The set began with music from 2003 by Explosions in the Sky, and the album was entitled The Earth is Not a Cold, Dead Place. I hope you can convince yourself of that. The song was entitled Your Hand in Mine, Explosions in the Sky. Last week on the uh, truncated morning morning train ride, I got, I got an hour show in last week and was able to play the music of Bobby Hutcherson, who had died earlier that week at the age of 75. Great vibes player. I played two selections from a particular band he had in the 70s, of which I am very fond. Let's go a little farther than that now for a live recording made here in San Francisco at the Keystone Corner. Here is Bobby Hutcherson. Thank you. 
Robbie Hutcherson on Vibes with Billy Higgins drums, Oscar Brashear trumpet and flugelhorn, Harold Land tenor sax, Cedar Walton at the piano, and Buster Williams on the bass. That was a Billy Higgins composition named Crescent Moon. It's from the live album Farewell Keystone, Bobby Hutcherson from 1988. Well, we're heading up towards the station here for today's run on the morning train. If you look out the window, you'll see Renee Hayes heading down that same old funky highway. I was driving down that same old funky highway. <laughs> Listening to Prince's Musicology. I was wondering why life never seemed to go my way. <laughs> then a Maserati zipped right in front of me. Right in front of me. I was about to lay on the horn. Make the driver regret he was born. Till I read his bumper sticker and had my epiphany. Like the other 
change ain't come yet but thank you Sam Cooke for singing to us about it so beautifully a change is gonna come Sam Cooke 1964 that set began with Renee Hayes from 2015 the title selection to her album renewable soul a local artist here on the morning train followed by a beloved world artist that was Prince Selection from Hit and Run, Phase 2, Extra Lovable. Renee was singing about heading down the freeway listening to musicology. I pulled out that one from Hit and Run, Phase 2, Extra Lovable. Well, let's hope we are all extra lovable at this time and that we get that love that we deserve. May that be your story for the week and on into eternity. Before eternity arrives, we will ride together again on the morning train next Friday at 10 a.m. here on mutinyradio.fm. Until that time, this is your friend J.D. Buell reminding you, make it a great day for someone.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. And we're back. How is everybody? To get a little fresh air, step outside, look up at the moon, space out for a second, realize you had to breathe again. Okay, good. Let's keep this show rolling. We having a good time? Make some noise. Let's bring the energy back up. We're here. We forgot what we were doing for a minute, but now we're back. We're back, and the next man coming to the stage, very funny. Please make some noise for Edsel Mack. How the fuck are you guys doing? How are you doing tonight? Um, I actually have a confession, and I don't think this one's going to go over too well. I actually don't think weed should be legal. I know. Fuck all of you. I know. Shock, aghast. Um... But, I mean, for you guys, yes. You're good people. For my mom and dad who have chain-smoked marijuana since they were 12, yes, weed should be legal. For my brothers, all three of them, who've been smoking and selling weed since middle school, weed should be fucking legal. But not for my ass. <laughs> weed should be illegal for me. 
Um, my mom does cute shit when she's high. She, the other day, was on the couch and goes, Edsel Mac, I want to ride a giant Galapagos land tortoise someday. I know. So I'm picturing this woman <laughs> on a tortoise with a fucking saddle, for some reason, I don't know why in my head, in a moo-moo, <laughs> and my brother, who is equally as intelligent and in smoking with her, goes, why the fuck would you want to do that? Why wouldn't you just get a snapping turtle? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's just as smart. And they start arguing. It's like a boxing match at the Special Olympics. And um, I live with my aunt and help take care of her. She has special needs. She's amazing, amazing. She has Down syndrome. And she's in the kitchen watching them, making a hand sandwich. And she looks at them and goes, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> now, the reason I should not be smoking weed, <laughs> the reason that um, weed should be illegal for me is because I'm a monster when I'm high. Um, my brothers call me the one-hit wonder the Millie Vanilli, the Michelle and Degliacello, because it takes one puff of weed for me to get high, and then I do the meanest, most heinous shit. Um, <laughs> this is going over really well, I can tell. <laughs> Tough crowd, sorry. All, all these jokes about weed to a really high crowd. Um, so <laughs> the other, uh, when I first uh, shit balls, I'm high too. And this is why I should not be smoking weed or in a room <laughs> of people smoking weed. So um, I used to teach in Napa. Um, and it was kind of conservative town. And um, kind of, just a little, little, little bit of a bubble. I don't know. And um, <laughs> I have another confession. I am, um, I am also gay. <laughs> she said, where's your... Where's my gaze at? That, that was me. I was in the corner like, me, right over here. <laughs> over here. And, and it doesn't have a place to come up in the classroom, obviously. Um, but it did the other, uh, the other day, or at least I thought it did, when one of my students raised their hand. And um, I called him. I was like, Aiden, what is it? He's like, Mr. Mack, what team are you on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard that, Pam. I heard that gas. I went to a dark place, people. I was thinking, what fucking Jesus freak parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? I'm gonna fucking lock the door, start donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. Fucking take two of the Spanish speaking mijos, hop in my scion. I'll be halfway to Mexico before the principal finds out. Use one to translate, one for collateral. And then it, it hit me. Um, each grade is broken up into teams, and the teams are named after different schools. They were just asking which group I was in. So I go, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he goes, Mr. Mack, you're a bear. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Um, for you breeders in the audience, that's what we call you. <laughs> because you have this, like, lock and key thing you do. Um, Amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn-fed, thick, little hairy, I'm a bear. So um, he thinks he guessed it because I'm laughing so hard. And then one by one, 30 of these little sixth graders jump up and they're like, he is a bear, we guessed it. He is a bear, Mr. Max, a bear. 
And so, because <laughs> I'm an asshole, <laughs> and I'm an amazing teacher, teacher of the year I'm working for, um, I go, you know what, Aiden? I am a bear. And you know what? One weekend out of every summer, we should just get together with other bears. We should go up somewhere, like to a river. Yeah. <laughs> the br- <laughs> Um, I don't think you're psychic, but you might, you might be slightly, you might have a little bit of the gift. Um, so like, we should get together with just other bears. Just hang around the river, just lounge around. These little sixth graders lost their shit. Ah! Yes! I was like, oh my God. And nobody but bears allowed. The other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. I said, and you know what? Not one beaver allowed. Bears only. They're wet, they're smelly, and they steal all our wood. I had 36 graders marching in the class. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. Oh yeah. In my head, I'm like, oh my God, this is the funniest shit ever. And then I'm like, I'm gonna fucking lose my job. One of these little shits is gonna have a gay uncle or (laughs) their uncle's gonna have a gay roommate or some shit. It's gonna be Christmas. They're gonna be talking about this shit. (sighs) And because I am a gifted teacher, to cross curriculum, um, we spent the last 15 minutes doing measurements of each other for assless chaps. Yeah, crown, assless chaps is too soon. Um, go Bears. Oh, I know. Yeah. Little coincidence. I played rugby for Cal as well. Yeah. So, um, funny story and why, again, I should not get high. When I came out to my parents, I was about 23. Um, UC Berkeley playing rugby there. Good team, really good team. Um, and I'm with my mom, and she owned a, a ceramic shop in Sebastopol. And I was like, oh, fuck, I, I'm, I gotta talk to my mom first. My mom's really close with my mom and close with all my family. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, but I don't smoke weed, and I'm the only person in the family that doesn't smoke weed. And we're sitting in the car, and I'm like, oh, shit, mom, I got, I got something really important to tell you. And she's like, what is it, Andy? I'm like, oh, it's, like, it's, it's big. She's like, are you kicked out of school <laughs> again? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 mom, I'm, I'm gay. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> You're fucking kidding me. I had no clue. The moms are always supposed to know. And then she goes, she goes, uh, you want to celebrate? <laughs> And then um, <laughs> I, my parents were super supportive. My teammates were super supportive. Uh, my coach was super supportive. Everybody was supportive. And I was like, you know what? This is just too good to be true. I'm really missing this gay experience. Nobody's really ever talked shit to me. 
And like <laughs> the white male heteronormative privilege in this is 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 not lost on me. I'm like, <laughs> no one's ever talked shit. No one's ever called me a faggot. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. I'm missing out on some good stuff. Like my parents were so supportive. My brothers called me up right away. Like, hey faggot, oh, I mean something now. Like I I just want you to know I love you no matter what. And I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I'm missing out on so much. So I decided once when I was high <laughs> to tell my high school friends, you know what you should do when you get really drunk at the bar? I want you to call my parents' house up at 2 a.m. and scream, their son's a faggot. Oh, yeah, it's real nice. Or or just, you know, drive by the house. Drive by the house, 2, 3 a.m., scream out the window, Ansel Max a faggot. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm sensitive and I'm kind. And I teach third graders. Got <laughs> a big heart. And um, I was so high that I forgot I asked them to do this. And then I'm home a couple months later, and we're sitting on the couch, and shocker, they're getting high. <laughs> and I, I, I totally remember, and I was like, hey, you guys, <laughs> uh, any funny phone calls lately? <laughs> they go, oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> and they all start giving each other, like, glances, like, oh. Shit, and then I'm like, hey, you know, guys, any random calls around 2 a.m. <laughs> and they're like, oh, did you tell him? Did you? Did you tell him? Then my family goes, how did you find out? And I was like, what do you mean? Like I, I told them, told my friends, call, talk shit, and they're like, we've been keeping it from you, because we thought the taunting was just starting. <laughs> I know. Uh, thank you so much. Um, short but sweet set. Um, my name is Etzel Mack, and have a great night. Keep it going for Etzel. The art teacher we all wish we had. It's amazing. Uh, I would not have pegged Etzel, but that didn't come out right. God damn it. That's, can't say anything anymore. I'd peg him, whatever. I've already had a kid. I could try something new. He would make me feel like a girl, and I like that about him. All right. Our next comedian coming to the stage has a name that sounds like the first name culturally appropriated the last name. <laughs> Give it up for Alex Papa. <laughs> Jam Papa, but still sounds like appropriation. I know what you mean now. That's the first time someone's brought that up and it's horrifyingly accurate. My goodness. Uh, how we doing? Holy shit, I can't believe that weed is this legal here. It's like this legal. Like I'm from Boston and it's like pretty legal there, but it's wicked legal here. This is crazy. My whole life I'm like, legalize marijuana, and then they do it. I'm like, oh my God, they did it. Oh my goodness. This is so nice. Uh, so yeah, hi there, I'm from Boston. I uh, used to sell weed. And um, what used to happen in the past when I used to sell weed is that, so I was selling it right when they decriminalized it in Boston, which meant that a lot of people were buying weed for the first time, which also meant that a lot of people were very bad at buying weed. Like this dude used to call me and he thought he still had to talk to me in code. So he'd call me up and he'd be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. Like, this dude was so dumb, he definitely winked on the phone. <laughs> Another thing that people didn't realize is that 
Weed is like really strong now. Like you don't need very much of it to get high if you never smoke weed. So they'd smoke a little bit and they'd get too high and then they'd call me and they'd be like, was this laced? And it's like, dude, I didn't give you a bonus for free. <laughs> like if you want like cocaine on your marijuana, you have to call me and be like, hey, so I was wondering if you had any baseball cards to trade. <laughs> That's the code you have to use. That's the thing with weed is there's no uh, breathalyzer for it. So like if you're too high, you have to make that call yourself. I call that hitting the ceiling. Because uh, you're too high. You got it. I had my ceiling moment last week. I was walking down the street, and I forgot which arm you're supposed to swing when you're walking. I was like, oh, is it the same? Or is it the opposite arm? And then I tried to play it cool, but when you're super high, you can never play it cool. So I was just walking down the streets of Boston like. <laughs> just being an average guy. <laughs> I just started getting medical marijuana too. And uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a hero. Uh, <laughs> It's crazy because uh, medical marijuana, like I had always smoked weed for fun, so it's hard for me to take it seriously as medicine, but they take it super seriously there. Like I go and I'm talking to the dude, and he's like, uh, what seems to be bothering you? And I was like, I have back pain. And he was like, is it chronic? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Like they take every single aspect of it super seriously, except one thing. They never change any of the ridiculous names of the weed. So, like, you go in there, and you sit down with the doctor, and he's like, all right, Alex, what we're going to do for you here is give you something that's high in CBD that's also going to release any sort of neural tension you're feeling, so we're going to go ahead and prescribe you the skunk bottom diesel. Skunk bottom diesel for you. It's like if your doctor gave you antidepressants, and it was like, and here are your no more boo-boo yum-yums. <laughs> I just think it's weird. The drugs are medicine until you do enough of them for them to be fun, and then they're drugs. <laughs> that's like the whole thing. Like, you guys ever had a cold? All right. That's about as much of a <laughs> as an applause break you're going to get at a weed show. It's like a light, like, ha, 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 agreed. Uh, yeah, like, you, ever, you guys ever get a cold and, and you take Robitussin? But have you done Robitussin? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend it, but if you drink a bottle of Robitussin, it makes you trip. It's called robo-tripping. And when I was 18 years old, I drank a whole bottle of Robitussin, and I fell asleep immediately, and then woke up in a trip for my first day of school at UMass Lowell. Right? And you guys aren't familiar with Lowell, of course, but this is a very, very bad area of Boston. I asked for a, what was the California equivalent you gave me? Ten so yeah, I'm tenderloin? Tenderloin. <laughs> it sounds shitty. Yeah, so I'm basically like at UC Tenderloin, right? And so, and like I'm walking to class. It's like a bad area. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm dripping balls. So I'm walking to class, and I get into class, and I sit down, and the professor starts talking to me. And I remember it just sounded like, and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> And then I tried to say, excuse me back, but my friend said I just went, Aah. but it was in a bad enough area that he was just like, ah, we lost another one and moved on. 
<laughs> I uh, I have a friend who's transgender. You're female to male. And he was talking to me about getting a penis. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. You got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience. Maybe the best part. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I would want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, well, I mean, like, you'd probably rather have a big scar than a little scar. You know what I mean? Like, is the, is the arm scar going to be the new big feet? It's like, you know what they say about a guy with a big arm scar? He's got a big dick. And it's brand new. I think it's weird now that on Facebook, uh, they give you a like button and they give you a mad button, and they give you a sad button, but there's still no doesn't give a shit button. Because I would use that a lot more. Like, I don't want to ignore the post. I want them to know I don't give a shit about it. You know what I mean? From people who are like, just accepted a big job offer. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. It'd be nice. How about this one? I'm pregnant. Here's a picture of my ultrasound. Gross. Alex Jampapa doesn't give a shit. Like, here's a picture of me in my new bikini. Alex Champapa likes this. You've got to pick your battles. That's important in life. The craziest thing I've seen on Facebook now is, uh, or Facebook-related, I guess. Actually, you guys are probably hyper-aware of this. Have you heard that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to try to run in 2020, like, for president? Yeah. No, I swear to God I heard that. And I'll tell you this, man. If he gets the nomination, that dude will win the election because Mark Zuckerberg has access to everything that we have ever posted on Facebook, which means that Mark Zuckerberg has blackmail on everyone. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go on Facebook and you're going to post your political opinion because these days that's the only way most of us can come. And you're going to be like, I'm not voting for Zuckerberg. And then you're going to get a message from Zuckerberg, a Facebook memory coming back to haunt you. It's going to be like, on this day, eight years ago, you looked at your hot cousin's profile 87 times. And you're going to be like, this is an invasion of my privacy. And Facebook's going to be like, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't give a shit. The callback only works if the first joke worked and it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have just cut it. Here comes the big closer. Uh, <laughs> um, 